0: Discover your God-given purpose. Welcome to Stewardship and Romance, a biblical marriage and family online training center. In this episode, you will begin the journey of discovering your life purpose. Of course, your life purpose is much more than just your career. In order to get the most out of this episode, we recommend that you listen to episode two, Discover Your True Identity. Your identity is the foundation of of your purpose. So that's very important that you walk in your identity and then God unfolds to you your purpose. So let's begin episode three. Discover your God given purpose. God always has a plan. He is not haphazard about anything. Neither you nor the universe is an accident. God is purposeful. Since he is also all-knowing, he can plan for the solution to a problem before the arrival of the problem. He also doesn't want to keep us guessing about his plan. He arranged to have his ultimate purpose written down so that you and I could understand it, believe it, and act on it. And that's the Bible. Life here on Earth is a temporary assignment. You were made to last forever your journey here sets the stage for what will happen in eternity. If you're already a believer in Christ, that's a wonderful thing to think about. You were created with a destiny and God wants you to discover it and walk in it from now to eternity. The great thing about it is that once you begin to walk in your purpose, it's fun. You might ask, Why doesn't God write down my entire purpose and hand it to me so that I could just do it? The answer is simple. Good fathers don't do that. A really good father knows that if a son or daughter has to apply some effort to discover, they will become true owners of that discovery. For this episode, our main text is The Purpose Driven Life by Pastor Rick Warren. To support this ministry, please use the link on our website when you purchase. So what is your purpose? And so all of us as believers have the same general purpose. So let's go over our general purpose together as believers, and then we will talk later about the your specific purpose as an individual. So you were planned for God's pleasure. You were made to worship, which is far more than music. Worship is not a part of your life. It is your life. Every activity can be transformed into an act of worship when you do it for the praise and glory and pleasure of God. So regardless of what it is, even the most menial tasks that you do, if you're doing it for the Lord, it's worship to the Lord. What God wants most from us is a relationship, trusting him completely, obeying him wholeheartedly, thanking him continually, and using our abilities the steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. He delights in every detail of our lives. That's Psalm 37, 23. If you've ever seen that movie, Chariots of Fire, Eric Little says in that movie, When I run, I feel God's pleasure. God doesn't expect you to be perfect. The Bible says he certainly knows what we are made of. He bears in mind that we are dust. That's Psalm 103. God wants to be your best friend. Knowing and loving God is our greatest privilege, and being known and loved is God's greatest pleasure. Everything you can do can be spending time with God, if He is invited to be a part of it, and you stay aware of His presence. And that's something that um, in my life I've been uh, learning to walk through, is being aware of God's presence wherever I go. I'm a piano teacher, at least I am at, at the time of this recording. And so the way I I work that out in my own life is that I'm aware that every time I go to a new family, I'm on the road and I'm, I'm driving in my car. God's aware. Uh, I go into my uh, one of the homes. And I know that He's walking in there with me, and it's just of uh, some friendship. And I can remember just always talking to God about everything, every little detail of life, just chatting, just li- taking time to listen to Him and, and just saying to Him whatever's on my mind and, and inviting Him into everything that I do regardless of what it is. And that is should be the normal Christian life. All right, next point is you were formed for God's family. This is the highest honor and the greatest privilege you will ever receive. Ephesians 1 says, his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him great pleasure. And it, back in episode 2 on identity, that's something, if you prayed that prayer, then you are already in God's family. You're adopted. Adopted into the household of God. That's What an amazing thing to be to belong to God, God's own family. Just let that sink in for a minute. It's amazing. When we place our faith in Christ, God becomes our father. We become his children. Other believers become our brothers and sisters. And the church becomes our spiritual family. Your spiritual family is even more important than your physical family because it will last forever. And, of course, if if everyone in your physical family is a believer too, then you can have it both ways. Baptism is not an optional ritual. It signifies your inclusion in God's family. Your baptism declares your faith, shares Christ's burial and resurrection, symbolizes your death to your old life, and announces your new life in Christ. Only faith in Christ makes you a member of God's family. Baptism shows you are part of God's family. It's like a wedding ring. A visible reminder of an inward commitment made in your heart. It's an act of initiation. And that's something we discussed as well in episode 2 on Identity is Baptism. We're just reviewing that again because it's so important not to skip that step. Next up, you were created to become like Christ. God wants you to become godly, taking on his values, attitudes, and character. Now, there's uh, lots of Christians these days that think, well, you know, I've got my ticket to heaven, I'm saved, belong to God, and I'm going to heaven so I can do whatever I want to do, free ride. But no, Uh, actually, uh, God has in mind that we grow up. We become more and more like Christ all the time. We become more mature. We don't stay children. Ephesians 4 says, take on an entirely new way of life, not live like you've always lived. It's a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. God's ultimate goal for your life on earth is not comfort, Although he likes you to be comfortable, it's good to be comfortable. There's nothing wrong with being comfortable, but that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is your character development. Your character is essentially the sum of your habits. These are things we will be working on through this podcast. Lots and lots of talk about habits that need to be built in. It doesn't happen automatically. It does require effort, but remember, who is your helper? The Holy Spirit is the one that helps us acquire all these good habits and keep them going. We must let go of old ways, change the way we think, and put on the character of Christ by developing new godly habits. Next, you were shaped for serving God. First Corinthians 3, 6 says, we are simply God's servants. Each one of us does the work which the Lord gave him to do. You were put on the earth to make a contribution. You were given an assignment. Ephesians 2.10 says, God has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Whenever you serve in others in any way, whenever you serve others in any way, you are actually serving God. We should each be connected to a church family to fulfill our calling of serving other believers in practical ways. First Corinthians twelve twenty seven says, "All of you together are Christ's body, and each one of you is a separate and necessary part of it." So, it doesn't uh, it doesn't work to isolate yourself and say, "Well, I'm not going to go to church anymore. I'm just going to stay home and." You know, I, I, I just don't like church, and, and besides, it's, it's hard, and, you know, it rubs me the wrong way sometimes, or I don't like this, I don't like that. But actually, this is part of our fulfilling of our calling, because the scripture is very clear that our calling intersects with the calling of everyone else, and we're just one part of a whole body. So God loves it when all of his kids play together nice, <laughs> we all work together and love each other and do things together to accomplish great things and not just individually. God wants to use you to make a difference in his world. So not not just so that you can do well in church and cooperate with others, but in the, there's things in the world that need changing and we are commissioned by God to be those change agents. He wants to work through you. What matters is not the duration of your life but the donation of your life. Not how long you lived, but how you lived. You have spiritual gifts that need to be unwrapped. And we'll get into that in another podcast episode about your spiritual gifts. Understand your natural abilities. Psalm 139 says, You shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. Your abilities come from God, and every ability can be used for God's glory. God only equips you for what He wants you to do. You've been shaped by your experiences, even the painful ones. God intentionally allows you to go through painful experiences to equip you for ministry to others. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1-4, "...He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others." When others are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. You were made for a mission. William James said, the best use of life is to spend it for something that outlasts it. To fulfill your mission will require you to abandon your agenda and accept God's agenda for your life. Romans 12 says, give yourselves completely to God, every part of you to be tools in the hands of God, to be used for his good purposes. Share your life message, your life lessons, and your godly passions. Shift from local thinking to global thinking. Shift from here and now thinking to eternal thinking. Shift from thinking of excuses to thinking of created ways to fulfill your commission. So, let's talk about what are the five life questions life's five greatest questions number one what will be the center of my life think about that who's the center or what is currently the center of your life what should be the center of your life number two what will be the character of my life think about your character right now where it's at and where it it needs to grow. Number three, what will be the contribution of my life? Maybe you've contributed something already, and maybe that's still in your future, but I might want to take some time and write down what the Holy Spirit's saying to you about how you are to contribute in life. What legacy will you be leaving? Number four, what will be the communication of my life? And number five, what would be the community of my life? God wants to use you. You can start living on purpose today. All right, that's a mouthful, but uh, now let's just spend a little time praying about purpose. And Meg's going to guide you through that. So I will will say a phrase and, and then you can pray along with Meg. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus...
1: Lord Jesus,
0: you are the center of my life.
1: You are the center of my life.
0: Above all, I want to please you.
1: Above all, I want to please you.
0: I want to hear, "Well done, faithful servant."
1: I want to hear, "Well done, faithful servant."
0: Please show me if there's anything in my heart that is standing in the way of the fulfillment of my life's
1: purpose. Please show me if there is anything in my heart that is standing in the way. Of the fulfillment of my life purpose.
0: I'm repenting of that now.
1: I'm repenting of that now.
0: Holy Spirit, reveal to me what you want me to accomplish in life for your glory.
1: Holy Spirit, reveal to me what you want me to accomplish in life for your glory.
0: Help me to hear your voice.
1: Help me to hear your voice.
0: And enable me to see who I am to walk closely with in my journey through life.
1: And enable me to see who I am to walk closely with you in my journey through life.
0: In Jesus' name, amen.
1: In Jesus' name, amen.
0: So your next steps, we have a homework assignment for you. We're teachers, so we give homework. So here's your assignment, is to get a hold of the book, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Maybe it's already on your bookshelf. But if not, we've got it for you in the show notes. So after you get that book, underline certain phrases that are meaningful to you. The Purpose Driven Life has sold more copies than any other book in history other than the Bible. That's pretty incredible. What you heard today were just snatches of what is shared in the book. We encourage you to get the book and read it carefully from cover to cover. Now, next, write down your action steps. So you've, you've taken some time to, to underline phrases, but actually write down in your journal what you're going to be doing. How will you put what God is showing you into practice? Next, share these thoughts with another mature believer and ask to be held accountable. And that's that's the really the big deal with whoever meets the road is, is finding someone that you can come alongside and... They can come alongside you and help you and keep you accountable because it's pretty hard sometimes to keep yourself accountable. We really need each other. And if you're listening while you're driving right now, no worries. When you stop, go to the show notes of this episode in your app. There you'll find everything you need, an outline of this teaching, a link to the book, The Purpose Driven Life, and all of our contact information so that you can tell us what God is doing in your life. Thanks for sharing this episode with your friends. And let's see if you still remember our motto. It comes from John fourteen twenty six. By the Spirit, I can do it. Let's say that together. By, By the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit I, I can, can do, do it. it.